News. It's one o'clock, I'm Steve Dunthorne. The headlines, scientists demand more tests after Hong Kong's first local COVID-19 case in weeks. Calls grow for highways department chiefs to face the music over the Hong Kong NTR affair. And the government is urged to let people get their hands on the money in their MPF accounts. Medical experts say the government needs to put more effort into identifying invisible coronavirus cases amid claims of the first local transmission in more than three weeks. Vicky Wong reports. An infectious disease expert has urged the government to take serious steps to track where a local woman got infected with the coronavirus, including testing all residents who live in the same public housing block. Sources say a 66-year-old woman has twice tested positive for COVID-19, making her the first local case in 24 days if confirmed. Dr Ho Pak Long from the University of Hong Kong told an RTHK programme that more tests were needed to trace invisible local transmissions. A microbiologist at the same university, Yun Kwok Yong, says authorities should be testing one in every thousand Hong Kongers daily to detect potential cases as early as possible. He says there could be more than one hidden transmission chain in the community. The mainland has reported seven new coronavirus cases, six local cases in northeastern Jilin province and one imported case in Shanghai. Jilin has emerged as the source of a potential new wave of infections. The Transport Secretary, Frank Chan, says that the government will look into who in the highways department should be held responsible for substandard work at Hong Kong Station after a commission of inquiry found that the, part, that the department failed to detect and rectify construction problems at the shut-in to Central Rail Link. A member of LegCo's Railway Subcommittee, Michael Tien, says that the then Director of Highways should shoulder the blame. Although he has retired, Really, government should seriously consider a very severe public reprimand. That would send a very strong signal to all other government officials during their last few years before retirement that they should pay close attention to the quality of the work. The inquiry found serious deficiencies in how the MTRC and contractor Leighton managed and supervised the project, although it declared the link safe for use. Engineer Albert Lay from the Professional Commons says a new government department to oversee rail projects will be a positive step forward. The administration has said it will look to set up a new department at the suggestion of the Commission of Inquiry, though Mr Lay says it won't solve every issue. There are a lot of issues related to, for example, NTRC's own management system and also NTRC's own governance structure because it's a kind of hybrid structure. It's actually a majority owned by the government, so the government actually has a role there. So it's not that independent from the government. So these issues cannot really be resolved by the Commission's recommendations. And so I'm afraid that, especially because the government relies so heavily on one company, NTRC, to look after all its railway projects. So that sort of over-reliance will still continue, even though a new department will be set up to oversee the NTRC's work. The contractor who first revealed the construction scandal is planning to seek a judicial review of the Commission's report next week. Jason Poon from China Technology accused the judge-led Commission of bias towards the government and the MTR Corporation. He also warned the public about the project's safety. 
The court established that the structure is to be safe and suitable for the railway use for 120 years. We must have some certain of safety factor to deal with the decay of the materials and the use of the structure, etc., and the normal maintenance and non-motiers, etc. However, the current apparatus is trying to make some immediate works, additional works, and use of the safety factor to cope with the current structural integrity problems. A worker has died after falling several metres onto the tracks at the Hong Kong MTR station. The rail company said the man was working in a plant room above the tracks when the accident happened. It sent its condolences to the man's family and has promised to cooperate with the investigation. Meanwhile, a minivan driver has died after reportedly losing control of his vehicle and hitting road barriers in Chunwan. The accident happened just before 4am on Chung Paishan Road near the Chun Kam Interchange. The van overturned and the 38-year-old man was trapped inside and died at the scene. Pro-Beijing lawmaker Paul Che says that the government should help pay people's MPF contributions and allow them to withdraw up to half of the balance in their accounts to help them through what he called a difficult time. Mr Che said relief was needed as the community had been hit by social unrest as well as the coronavirus pandemic and unemployment was now at a nine-year high. The New Youth Forum said its survey of more than 2,800 people had found that 80% of respondents supported the idea. Mr Shea said in the long term, the government should also re-examine the role of the MPF. It's not a very good concept as far as I'm concerned uh, from the, the word go, but uh, certainly it's been around for 20 years. And the performance obviously is, is very undesirable, it's very uh, mediocre. And I think the major, if not the only, beneficiary of this whole scheme is the, uh, the managers themselves, based on past performance and based on the amount of money they charge from each uh, account holders. A local resident known for filing judicial review applications has failed to get the High Court to study whether remarks by a mainland official violated the basic law. Damon Pang reports. The High Court has refused to hear a legal challenge from Kwok Chakin over controversial comments made by Beijing's liaison office chief Law Hui Ning. The court said it cannot review whether a person or organization's remarks meet basic law provisions. Mr Kwok wanted to argue that Mr Law's remarks about Lechko's House Committee chair election violated Article 22 of the Basic Law, which states mainland departments cannot intervene in Hong Kong affairs. But Judge Anderson Chow ruled that the comments didn't affect the rights of Mr Kwok, so he wasn't sufficiently involved in the matter to bring a lawsuit. The man spearheading the US fight against the coronavirus says that easing the current restrictions too soon will lead to needless death and suffering. Anthony Fauci told a Senate hearing that although the country was heading in the right direction, it didn't by any means have total control of the outbreak. Without an adequate response in the autumn, Dr Fauci warned of more infections and deaths. There is a real risk that you will trigger an outbreak that you may not be able to control, which in fact, paradoxically, will set you back, not only leading to some suffering and death that could be avoided, but could even set you back on the road to trying to get economic recovery, because it would almost turn the clock back rather than going forward. Dr Fauci's comments come a day after President Trump gave one of his most upbeat assessments of the situation. The Governor of California, Gavin Newsom, has announced a further easing of coronavirus restrictions in his state. He said offices and some restaurants can open with precautions. 
One of the biggest mistakes we can make in this pandemic as we start to move in to a reopening phase is somehow overpromise what it means. None of this means anything if customers don't feel safe. And none of this matters if employees don't feel safe and don't want to come back to work. People will also be allowed to collect items outside shopping malls. The social media company Twitter has told employees they can work from home forever if they want to. Here's the BBC's Jessica McCallan. Twitter said that it had continued to operate effectively with its staff home working in the wake of the coronavirus lockdown and would be willing to let them continue to if their roles allow it. The company's workforce of 5,000 people has been remote working since early March. Twitter's chief executive, Jack Dorsey, said that because of the pandemic, the company is unlikely to reopen its offices before September. It's cancelled all this year's corporate events and most business travel. Other tech giants, including Facebook and Google, have told many of their staff that they can work remotely for the rest of 2020. Seven weeks after the British Prime Minister Boris Johnson announced unprecedented restrictions to stop the spread of the coronavirus, moves to begin easing the lockdown in England are coming into force. Here's the BBC's Emma Simpson. The Prime Minister has already said he doesn't expect a flood of people returning to work. The measures will be more like baby steps. People are now being actively encouraged to go back to work if they can't work from home, especially those in manufacturing and construction. Employers have been asked to implement new guidelines to keep workplaces as safe as possible. Some 450,000 people who've been unable to move house during the lockdown will now be able to do so if they follow new guidance. People are still being urged, however, to avoid public transport wherever possible. The US Supreme Court has heard arguments in three cases linked to President Trump's efforts to keep his tax returns secret. Mr Trump is the first US head of state since Richard Nixon to refuse to disclose the records, claiming he has legal immunity. In separate cases, Democrat-led congressional committees and a Manhattan district attorney reject this and demand the records be made public. Speaking to one of Mr Trump's legal team, Justice Sonia Sotomayor said the documents being requested were not presidential papers, as Mr Trump claims. We're asking for his personal returns before he became president. Those are very different things. And we're not asking him to produce it. And some of the subpoenas that Congress through history as far back as 1792 have asked for personal papers of the president while being president. This is before he was president. The court is expected to rule on the matter within weeks. New research suggests moths play a critical but overlooked role in distributing pollen across the UK's landscape. Here's the BBC's Matt McGrath. While bees are widely recognised for their role as pollinators, we have overlooked the same job being done by moths during the hours of darkness. This study, published in the journal Biology Letters, found that pollen often sticks to the moth's hairy body and is then transported to a wide range of plants and flowers during their nighttime travels. Not only are their distribution networks larger and more complex than daytime pollinators, the moths help pollinate species rarely visited by bees and butterflies. The researchers from University College London are concerned because moth numbers are still in serious decline due to pesticides and changes in land use. Financial news, a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 24,278. That's 33 points up on the previous close. 
The currency is that the US dollar is trading at 107.19 yen, the euro stands at 1 US dollar and 8 cents, and the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 50 cents. Now to sport, here's Atom Chung. We start with football. The England and Tottenham defender Danny Rose has criticised the English Premier League's plans to restart the season amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. As of Monday, over 32,000 people had died in the UK because of coronavirus. Rose said football shouldn't even be spoken about until the numbers have dropped massively. The Premier League is aiming to resume fixtures on June the 12th. Meanwhile, the Professional Footballers Association says it has heard from a number of players who have real concerns about restarting the season. Players are now being consulted on proposed medical protocols for return to training. Troy Townsend leads an equity and inclusion program at the organization Kick It Out. We've got to listen to the player voice. You know, we're more and more hearing about players coming out and talking. We've had enough players show concern that it must register a concern with the authorities and also must register a concern with the government who are almost pleading for football to raise the morale um, within the country. The black and ethnic minority community suffer from a high amount of blood disorders that sometimes are untraced. Spanish football clubs have no option but to reduce player salaries next season due to the financial impact from the pandemic. That's according to the La Liga president, Javier Tebas. The BBC's Joe Parsons has more details. The Spanish season's been on hold since March. And although matches are due to restart in June without spectators, the league still estimates clubs will lose a combined $326 million in lost revenue. Many clubs, including Barcelona and Atletico Madrid, introduced temporary pay cuts for players and staff during the national state of emergency. Javier Tebas, though, believes further reductions will have to be made, with clubs looking to their youth academies rather than making big-money signings. He said clubs would have to significantly reduce transfer activity this year in order to comply with the league's strict salary controls. The head of Japanese baseball says the 12-team league is hoping to start play next month, but no specific date has been set. Commissioner Atsushi Saito says there will be a season, but he cannot decide an opening day without clearance from the government. Japan is under a state of emergency that's in effect until the end of May. The country's professional baseball season was originally scheduled to open on March the 20th. Professional baseball is being played in South Korea and Taiwan. Games in South Korea are taking place behind closed doors, while Taiwan recently allowed a limited number of spectators into stadiums during games. And as you look at sports. Atom Chung there with the sport. To end the news, the top stories once again. Scientists demand more tests after Hong Kong records its first local COVID-19 case in weeks. Calls grow for Highways Department chiefs to face the music over the Hong Kong MTR affair. And the government is urged to let people get their hands on the money in their MPF accounts. The news from RTHK.
Hello and good afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday the 13th of May is today's date. How are you all doing? I hope you're all having a great day so far. Many thanks uh, to Phil for the Morning Brew, a busy program for him, and also a busy program for us. Coming up uh, after the uh, after 1.30, we'll be chatting to uh, naturopathic physician Benita Perch about the effects of anxiety on our immune systems. Uh, that'll be in about 10 minutes or so. And uh, after 2.30, Cruzan McCalligan will join us once again for our midweek audio column. And this week, Cruz will talk about salad, um, a look at the surprising sexism behind a light lunch. And as usual, we want to hear from you also, so do get in touch with us. Our email address is 123show at rthk.hk. That's 123show at rthk.hk. You can also find us on Facebook, which is uh, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. And uh, just in case, if you do go to the Facebook page, uh, you may know Notice on my Facebook banner, it is uh, the banner that advertises uh, the Hong Kong English Poetry Competition.